Car, welcome to Pillows on the Windows. Thank you. We're back. We're back. We have some bookkeeping to take care of first, Car. Okay. Um, at the end of the previous episode, uh, Michael and Christian had asked what our favorite superhero movie is. Ooh, our collective or? Uh, individual, I would say. Okay. Okay. I think I have my answer. Okay, go. I think it's the first Spider-Man. That's a good answer. Thank you. I like one more than two, and I feel like that's not a popular opinion. I don't. I remember the beginning of two, but I think maybe that's it. I just think one. One is what like superhero movies should be, right? Like it's um, corny. It is corny. It's dumb. Yes. Willem Dafoe. It doesn't feel like it's in CG land for the entire time, which is really, really for nice. For the entire time, right? It's got yeah. a huh yes it sometimes feels like that but not for the entire movie no and even when it does i mean gosh i really haven't seen it in like 30 million years but from what i remember <laughs> even the parts that do have cgi it's more like an element is cgi or something right and not uh, like everything in the entire world is uh, there's a scene where he's like showing up at the parade where she's hanging out on the balcony i, re- I remember that being full-on <laughs> Early 2000 CG, but I okay. I agree with the point you're making. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, the kiss is great. I love, love, love the development of the costume. I think that's maybe the best part. Yeah, and one of the best parts in any superhero movie ever. And I like that that is just them adapting the comic book into the modern era, but not in this like ironic or self aware way. It's just like here's the origin story of Peter Parker. It feels really earnest, yes. which is nice. I like that yeah. a lot, yes. Yeah. Um, I also like the third one a lot, which is not also a The jazz opinion. one. <laughs> uh, the third one's a mess, but I, I think it's a lot of fun. The- yeah, I was honestly thinking, I was thinking about this the other day, like if, if, if at some point we're running out of series to do, which we probably won't because the one we're in is going to be like half a year in and of itself. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah. Um the I think it'd be fun to do the super or sorry, the Spider-Man movies. Oh gosh. Uh, We've seen so many iterations in such a short amount of time. Yeah. So you're talking Toby Maguire. Mm-hmm. Garfield. Mm-hmm. What's his face? Holland. I feel like there's probably and uh, probably uh Spider-Verse, huh? We'd have to throw that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's the other thing is we'd have to do it before whatever inevitable yeah. Marvel before series Before we fall behind happening. the curve and all of a sudden we have to do it forever because <laughs> they just keep coming out. Is it every movie featuring Spider-Man or just? No. Okay. Okay. Whew. Whew. Yeah. Whew. Whew. Because I think I've only seen the first Andrew Garfield one. Granted, I am. Um, What's the right word? You stand more likely to like it than sure. most people. I think. I've only seen the second one. How was it? Fine. Okay. I mean, it wasn't very good. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you, Car, but it wasn't a train wreck or anything. I thought it was fine. Okay. Yeah. Like, so that would be interesting. And then it feels like maybe out of all of the like current era mcu movies the spider-man ones would be the most agreeable likely to be enjoyable uh deadpool hello okay. <laughs> uh i like andrew garfield as spider-man i think that's a good fit i think so too and i think you know it just didn't work out yeah but i think he makes sense to me yeah 
My favorite superhero film is The Incredibles. You can't pick that. I what? guess you can, but Why? it doesn't feel like you're allowed to. Why? I don't know. I mean, if we're not going to have any restraints in this game of life, then well, yeah. No, it's, it's, just not, it's not just like, what's your favorite Marvel superhero? That's not what the, That's the question true. Okay, was. okay. <laughs> um, I would say that or like... Uh, I don't like a lot of them, so it was kind of an easy whittling down there, you know? Yeah, yeah, mine, I mean, it's stupid but my second place is probably dark knight see i don't yeah i no love lost there for me i'm just like mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. it's a fine movie (laughs) dark knight it's like such a fun movie that like is so means so much in the culture i think not a bad movie i enjoy not saying it's a bad movie i just have no personal connection to it really Okay, that's fair. I think one and three are terrible movies, though. I think one was fine, and I like three says. more than the average person. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to revisit three because I remember it making absolutely no sense and going on for about four hours. And then he like winks at the camera at the end of the movie, and I was like, "Okay, wipe my hands of this. No more Batman movies." And then, and then that went off in a totally different direction. Ben Affleck freaking. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loses. It just feels like the third Batman might be in the category of like stuff that you somehow like that like it makes sense in some family of something. (laughs) Yeah. Does that make any sense? For you. (laughs) Like this idiosyncratic like Yeah. yeah this makes sense that Tucker would like I don't know. There's a stupid stuff where everyone like the scarecrow guy is on a pile of books or whatever, being a judge. And he has a long scroll. I don't in that remember part of that it. at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's not real. It could honestly also not be real, but I think it is. I love the idea of I, I mean, Nolan had to know he was not going to make another Batman movie. And then for the third one in the super big franchise, he's like, this is where we introduce all the characters. You know, here's Catwoman, here's yeah. Robin, here's blah, 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 blah. And then it just went nowhere because that was the end of that story. I don't know. What a thing. Yeah, there was something where, oh, there's like a little bit of backstory that is somewhere deep in the tunnels of my brain IMDb that I can't trivia. quite remember where it was like, he didn't think he was going to make another one or something. And then he did. There's some yeah. like weirdness around how the third one came to be. I it think. feels like it. You can feel that when you watch the film. <laughs> is three yeah. or one the one where it's like he put gas in all the water and then all the like sewer mains <laughs> start exploding and everybody freaks out because there's like <laughs> scarecrow gas in it? I think that's one, right? Sure. Scarecrow is one. Yeah. Well, apparently he's in three but, on a book. Yeah, he does make throw. an appearance in three. <laughs> But regardless, there's our answer, Michael and Christian. Thanks. Well, do you want to tell me more about Incredibles being number one? Uh, hello, Brad Bird, uh, before mm-hmm. he lost his mind completely. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Incredibles was the last gasp of like prime era Pixar. And it is like my prime example of a kid's movie not pandering to children at all and just being like a great story that also happens to be a kid's movie. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I love so much the atmosphere they create when uh, 
the mom is flying into the island and then there's so much Mm -hmm. great tension in that scene with the rockets and the kids and all that stuff. And it's just so awesome to see that in a cartoon. (laughs) And and then I was completely let down by every Pixar movie after that. Yay, car. Onward. (laughs) I do like Toy Story 4 a lot. (laughs) Um, Here's the other bookkeeping car. I have really bad news for you. Uh-oh. I had my wager set, <laughs> and then I realized that it doesn't work because we already know the answer to the wager. What I was going to wager on was <laughs> okay. if they would drink Corona in uh, Fast and Furious 9. Yes. Yes, the answer is yes, because in the trailer they are shown drinking Corona. But I thought that was a really interesting question. Minus that uh, knowledge that they actually do drink it because I feel like, A, that series has changed so much since it was about Vin Diesel sitting around drinking Coronas. And B, it's a really weird time for there to be Corona uh, product placement in your film. But uh, oh, sure, they went all the way with it and they're going to drink. So I have a backup wager car. Okay. I don't know what an appropriate amount of money to... Uh, I was thinking like 10 bucks. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I will, of course, uh, take the opposite uh, stance you take. Carly. Okay. Yes. $10. Will Spiral, is that the name? Yes. The Book of Saw or whatever, feature yes. Tobin Bell. And I have some addendums to this. Okay. No archival footage. Okay, so it has to have been shot for this movie. Yes. Okay. No uh, photographs or anything. (laughs) He has to act in Spiral. Okay. Is that it? That's it. Oh, I thought there was going to be more addendums. Um, I don't know. What would be like a catch here? What would be like a... Um, I think, like, you could sort of make it more specific where it's like no because he died i don't even remember never mind i don't know um he is dead yes my first question right because because in the last one yes we see his penis right (laughs) delvin um okay my first question is is this information could i find this out see that's the thing from a cursory glance, I didn't figure this out. In the trailer, they show a picture of him. Okay. So there is at least a picture of Tobin Bell in this new Saw movie. Um, in that case, I am going to say that he is in the Saw movie. Beyond that photograph. Yes, because I don't. I think fans would be peed off right. if they showed it in the trailer and then there wasn't actual Tobin. Okay. Let me ask you a couple questions. Okay. Do we know, is this a prequel to... <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Wait, okay, so I'll lock in that answer. Okay. And then I'll try and find some more stuff right now. I just want to well, assure I don't you that know. I don't want to know. I want to know when the movie credits roll, whether I'm <laughs> richer or poorer a little tiny bit, okay? So don't so tell I'll me. Just, can I read you the summary? Yes. Of, or like the... Okay, yes. so here we go. <clears throat> this is for Spiral, which full title, um, please. Depending on, <laughs> depending on your source, does or does not include the 
um, subtitle from the Book of Song. From the Book of Song. Okay. Good. A sadistic mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral, the terrifying new chapter from the Book of Song. Ooh, that could go either way. (laughs) Working in the shadow of an esteemed police veteran, Samuel L. Jackson, brash detective Ezekiel Zeke Banks, Chris Rock, and his rookie partner, Max Mingala, take charge of a grisly investigation into murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Bear murders. Which city? Which city? That's something I would love to know. Yes. Um, Unwittingly entrapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer's morbid game. (laughs) That sounds awful. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Okay, so they don't name him at all. They don't name him, and I don't know when. But new, what is it? New chapter. Yeah. Kind of suggests current day. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so you're taking the stance that he will be in the movie. Yes. Okay. Okay. I feel like I have an out here because it's called From the Book of Saw. If this was a mm-hmm. Saw sequel, this would be a dumb bet on my part because I'm 100% positive he would be in that film. But this is not Saw 10 or whatever is also in production. This is from yeah. the book of Saw. I think this is a good bet either way. And I'm excited to sit down and watch this awful film when it comes out. I can say personally, I, I'm going to be really unhappy if he's not in it. But they've done, they killed him, and then they did the movie after that where they found a way to bring him back, and then they did like three more movies after that where they found ways to bring him back. Why, we're just diminishing the impact of his death at this point because it doesn't matter because he's in all these movies anyway. You know? If there's something the Saw series loves, though, it's finding a way to bring people back and diminish the impact of it every single time. Um. Do you think, this is not a bet, I'm just asking your opinion. Okay. Do you think this will somehow freaking end with, like, a montage that, like, incorporates, like, the first movie again? Where it's just like, (gasps) and this was all leading up to Saw 1. I mean, I would love that. I don't know, like, I... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. There's nothing they they can't reinvent at this point, yeah. I don't think. Because they've they jumped the shark in like the second movie. That's true. That's true. And now we're like ten in. That's fair. Yeah. With more to come. Ah, oh, they're so fun. I love them so I much. Know. I know. I was thinking about rewatching some of them actually the other day. I just like them so much, but yeah. not gonna do that. Car, let's instead talk about what we've been watching. But hey. We usually start with the anime, but I feel like I, I can just feel that I'm going to be dismissive about it. And that's not a good way to start uh, <laughs> talking about movies. So let's talk about the other two first, Car. Okay. Where would you like to start? Um, What were our picks? Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge and... Singing in the Rain. Oh, these... Okay, yeah. Either way. Okay. Let's talk about Moulin Rouge, Car. Okay. Are you ready for my take? Yes. I don't think... You could call this a good or bad movie. Uh-huh. But I think you're either on this movie's wavelength or you are not. And I was the polar opposite of this movie's wavelength. And it was one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen. <laughs> how, how'd it go for you? 
Um, okay. The truly the first 15 minutes, I thought my brain was going to explode. <laughs> yeah. I can't I have never experienced something like the first 15 minutes of this movie. Yep. Like it any I, I, I know it was trying to uh I guess like take you through the experience of being Ewan McGregor in this like <laughs> crazy Finally. Mulan Rouge world and right. like that's why every point two seconds it cut to a new Nirvana was song. A, you know. Yeah. No, well and like it just cut uh like there were the number of edits in the first 15 minutes was yes. just absolutely insane. Yes. And there were people popping out at me. Yes. And like leering at you and like <laughs> making cartoon noises whenever they moved. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of loved it, like really loved it. Okay. And then um, I would say the next like half hour, I also really loved. Like I okay. loved when they're sort of courting one another. Mostly he's courting her, I guess. Okay. And then... I ju- you just know so much how the rest of the movie is going to go after that, that like yeah. that's when the return started to diminish for me, I guess. It does calm down a bit, though. Yeah, but like, and I don't even, I don't want it to sound like I wanted it to be that crazy the whole time, but I liked that essence or that energy and it totally loses it by then. Yeah. 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 Car, I don't know about this movie, dude. Uh, <laughs> I it, the thing I got out of this movie was just imagining all these people going to a theater to watch this movie. Like what in like two thousand one? Oh, yeah. What was happening? People like this movie. I just can't imagine a theater full of people watching <laughs> like beyond the first five minutes and being like, "Okay, I'm here. Okay, another hour and a half of this, please." And then, yeah, I can't imagine people s- staying past the first five minutes. I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand it's crazy. how Cats <laughs> is like this pariah musical. And you have this, which felt to me like Cats turned up to like 12, dude. And people yeah, are like, so- I am Ewan McGregor. Oh, my God, this movie. <laughs> this movie invented romance. And I'm just like, oh, oh. So I knew that cast was going to come up. Thank you. Like, that seems like the best comparison or like the most appropriate comparison point um, for us to talk about. And I am having a hard time quantifying (laughs) why that feels like dog crap and this doesn't. And I think (laughs) it's because... I don't know. This just feels like very genuine or something. Like... (laughs) It feels yep. like a the biggest theater kid in the world made it, and Cats just feels like a, a corporate nothing that ended in chaos and like doesn't matter at all. I don't know. Okay, but I I I find Cats very genuine, but I can I can see what you're saying. I mean, is it the CG? Is it because the whole movie's CG? And it's like, why is anyone who's in this movie in this movie aside yep. aside from the fact that there's like star power because Taylor Swift is there. Whereas, yeah. like, I think one of the most... F- okay, I mean, the two leads in this movie are, I think, very good in it. And it is... I had an incredibly fun time seeing Nicole Kidman have fun. Like, okay. I feel like especially now, everything she's in, it's like terrible things are happening to Nicole Kidman. It's awful. 
She's very serious. Uh, it was true. fun to see her just like do whatever and be truly insane and like yep. go, ooh, ah, like every yeah. two seconds. The baby voice <laughs> got to me a little bit. I was like, so weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just really uh, hate so much how, not that this movie is horny, that's fine. Horny movies are fine. I hate the way that this movie is horny. I hate this like perverse childishness that's mm-hmm. all mixed in with the horniness where like, you know, all the cartoon sound effects and everything's like insane. But then there's like these four men who keep like leering in like they always pop out of like a window and they're like watching them have <laughs> sex or something. It's just like it's not uh, it's not. It just felt so childish to me, and I really, that does not vibe with me at all. If you want to have fun, Ewan, Nicole romance, that's fine. Don't have this creepy guy in a beard, like, <laughs> like the, what? and then he's like looking at him. Not a fan car. They are very at odds. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yes. Yeah, it is funny, too, because, like, I've heard so much tell of, like, I don't know, um, girls my age having some sort of awakening to <laughs> Ewan McGregor in this movie. And so I went into Same it with here. that knowledge. And, like, I love Ewan McGregor so, so, so much. Yeah. But there is nothing like, I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't make a lot. He makes sense in the movie. Yeah. And I think he's good. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, my God, I want to marry Ewan McGregor from this movie, I guess. No, he's like a scummy poet. Like, I don't understand so much of this movie, I guess. But the plot, as simple as the stupid plot is, I could not understand anyone's character motivation or why anything was happening. Other than that, they all wanted to bone each other and jealousy something and he had a theater or something like I would, it, it, the rest just like, oh, I guess they're singing another Madonna song. That's fine. Whatever. The Duke <laughs> is evil. I got it. He's evil. He's got a mustache. Got it. Duke evil. Yeah. Beyond that, I'm just lost. I'm just like trying so hard. I'm like always like four feet behind this movie and I'm like trying to get the baton and it's got it's like it's trying to hand it to me. And I'm just like, I can't I can't keep up with you movie. I'm sorry. I, I failed. Oh, that's how I felt. Yeah, like this entire thing just required I had to like turn off eight different parts of my brain and just like let it wash over me, I guess. But then when that happens, I don't like what's happening because it's like Ewan (laughs) hiding behind her butt. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of fun, though. (laughs) I can't. I don't know. I don't know. And it just it's so dramatic at the end. Uh, Yeah. I just don't find this, what they're saying about love to be all that interesting. I don't know if it's supposed to be interesting, but it it apparently connected with people, at least on Letterboxd.com, where this movie has like a 3.7 somehow. But uh, I was not, um, it did not connect with me at the part at the end where I felt like it was trying to connect with me. I agree. Like, I didn't feel emotional because, you know, the entire time that she's going to die. And that's yeah, it. like it's a strange. There's choice. no like. There's no tension. There's just no other outcome. So it's like the entire movie you're seeing it in the context of like, OK, she'll die at the end. And then it happens. And it's like, yep, she died at the end. <laughs> she coughs every so often. And then she's yeah. dead at the end. Yeah. 
So why didn't she tell people Car, is the thing I was no, trying to figure out. No, you cannot ask me questions about this movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What is there to tell? Who would she tell? To what end? Hmm. Well, okay. So like if she told everyone, then none of this would matter. But I think that she can't tell the Duke right. because... Because, like, at first we think her motivation is that she wants to be an actress and this will allow her to be an actress. But I assume it has to end up that she's just trying to save the Moulin Rouge because she's realizing that she will die before she gets a chance. Right. Whatever. Is that right? I don't know, Car. Stop asking me about Moulin Rouge. I don't know what's (laughs) happening. I don't. The thing where it's like this whole jealousy parable um, she's a prostitute, right? Yeah. She's a courtesan? Yes. Okay. Um, that's fine. I just, that's a strange starting point for this movie where it's just two men fighting over one woman. And it's like really chaste in a way where it's like, if either of them would be, would sleep with her, they would like destroy this like relationship that's happening. Where I just feel like we're entering at a point where she's probably slept with other men. And it's like really odd that that would be like and they don't comment on that at all. Like That's not a factor. It's just like they establish that this is her profession. But then that's dropped completely. And she's like because she sings on the stage. I don't I don't I don't know what was happening in this movie car. I'm so lost. Yeah, it's weird that you and wouldn't get it, which I think they maybe do address a little bit. But yeah, you're like it. I think at some point he even says it's fine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because that's the (laughs) the central (laughs) conflict is basically whether. And then there's like this like completely uh, jarring um, like sexual assault scene that comes out of nowhere, I felt like. And then is like completely downplayed and forgotten about immediately. Yeah, I I completely forgot about that. That was really not nice. (laughs) Yeah. Very strange turns in this movie that I didn't completely understand. Um, other thing, Car. Mm-hmm. I don't like the music at all. It's a Aww, musical. Why not? I thought Cats had way better music. Oops. <laughs> well, memory, of course. Yes. Um, no, I just like. Again, I have no problem with them incorporating modern pop music into. I think that's a cool idea. Even like, I think Mm -hmm. that's a positive to kind of take set this in a very specific year, but then not pay any attention to that, you know, but not also comment on it. You know, it's just like we're singing Elton John Mm -hmm. now and that's fine and we're not going to comment on it. That's cool. But like Mm -hmm. Roxanne, she's a prostitute. Like, is that the best we can do? Is that our creative like brainstorming here is like it's a song about prostitution. I wanted so much more from the Roxanne song. Yeah. That feels like it could have been a really fun choice, but I didn't like how it was like Ewan sort of just like talking over parts of it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, while everybody's like doing weird angry grunting at each other and like Right. Cuz that's like a very airy almost song. You know, it's like the police it's like they all kind of sound like that, but to put yeah. this other spin on it, but then to like not capitalize at all on the song itself. Other than that, that right. is the subject matter of it. I don't, I don't, that didn't work for me at all. Yeah. I also 
the have you seen the community episode where they do oh, Roxanne? No. no. It's probably one of my favorite episodes of television ever, and it makes like the best use of Roxanne. Oh. And it just feels like it's hard to be any other sure. um or it's hard for any other media to stand up to that. Come on, Baz. <laughs> what are you doing? Can I ask you, is there did you like any part of it? I really, truly kind of hated it. Uh, I'm trying to like dig through my brain here. I like kind of the way it looks when they're doing like that establishing that first shot where it's like completely digital construction, just like Mm -hmm. green screen nightmare. Um, (laughs) I think that it has kind of a cool look to it. (laughs) Maybe not intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. That was what stuck with me. I don't know. Okay. I hated my least favorite part of the movie is when they're trying to convince the Duke and they do the stupid spectacular, spectacular song. And it just like cuts to them and just like jumping up and down for a little bit. Like, what is what am I watching? See, that's like the part I really like. Okay. Like, I, I think if this was anyone maybe besides Nicole Kidman, I don't think I would enjoy it nearly as much. Yeah. I just loved seeing her lose her mind yeah. and like roll around on the floor and be stupid. Like it was so such a treat. I'm so happy that this is in her filmography. <laughs> her filmog. Uh, is that yeah. because she kind of has this reputation as being sort of like this almost regal figure with six alpacas and you just want to see her like mucking around in the the garbage or do you just think she's good in this role? I think she's genuinely good in this role, but I think it's more so like sort of seeing her maybe let go a little bit and like just be in a really silly movie and be silly in it. Like she she's not holding back at all. She's just doing exactly what Baz says to do. And I think that's fun. Break your legs and then be in a wheelchair for half. Yeah, poor Gail. (laughs) Jesus, it's rough. (laughs) We love John Leguizamo as the narcoleptic argentinian was that him or was that somebody else yeah okay great um car have you seen any other baz movies no i don't think so i looked this up earlier but i already forgot what they are i'd always intended to watch that great gatsby but now i feel like i don't want to anymore right i really like (laughs) carrie mulligan and she's in that which i think i'll check it out at some point um toby mcguire come back at you is it really He's the non-Gatsby main character of The Great Gatsby. Oh, I do want to see the Romeo and Juliet. I think that sounds fun. See, I was talking to Chris about this. In my mind, I had not seen either of these movies, but in my mind, Moulin Rouge looked a lot more like what I think Romeo plus Juliet probably looks like. Okay. So it was very jarring. What? Like, I guess what do you mean by that? I don't know because I haven't seen it. But in my mind, I know what it looks <laughs> okay. like. And I thought Moulin Rouge okay. looked like that. And it doesn't. It's all John okay. Leguizamo falling through roofs and like yeah. screaming at you. <laughs> the sound of music car. What? The sound of music. Oh, oh yeah, singing yeah. in the rain. Sorry. Wait, can we actually do Watch Macaulay in here? Because I just kind of want to get it done before we hit all the stuff that's actually like nice to talk about. Oh, you want to talk about Pompoco? 
Ja. Home Poco? Okay. 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 Car, fresh up. Only yesterday, Tucker's favorite movie of all time. We have from the same director, Home Poco, about uh raccoons. It's the same director? It's the same director, yes. We have Grave of the Fireflies. Only yesterday. Mm-hmm. Home mm-hmm. Poco! I have a confession. I couldn't finish this movie. Okay, that's very fair, Car, and I'll tell you why. Is because it's two hours long for some reason. <laughs> yep. I and it could have been twenty minutes. <laughs> I finished it in two sittings because I couldn't stand to watch it anymore. And then I was like, you know what? I yeah. should probably finish this movie. I appreciate it, and like, if I if you hadn't already finished it, I would have yeah. said like, if you don't want to finish it, don't finish it. Okay. I got the first hour done in two sittings and then I tried for the next one. Yep. And this doesn't make any sense because I spent a lot of the last like few days uh, doing a lot of things that aren't valuable in terms of using my time. Are you watching like, like watching other movies? movies? Yeah, I know. But I tr- like every second I was watching this movie, I was like, I'll never get this time back. This is yep. awful. What am I doing? Yep. What am I doing? Yep. 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 Is this your least favorite Ghibli we've watched so far? It's so hard. Like, if this was the first one we had done, I might have had some more patience. Yeah. But it was so, like, it really felt, you know what this felt like? It felt like it should be a TV show where Mm -hmm. each episode is 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like, Like, it it feels like a Sunday morning cartoon or something. Right. Courageous and caring. (laughs) Share. Pompoco. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Because they have testicles. Yeah. And like, you didn't, if, Cara, I you didn't even the, get to the prime testicle footage, dude. Oh, God. I saw the blanket or whatever, and that was No, funny. they do, like, they, like, paraglide with their testicles because they're kamikaze oh, fighters. God. And then they, like, land on security forces and bounce them into submission. But then they're, like, whacking them with the batons, dude. Truly one of the best animated sequences <laughs> of all time so glad we get to watch it in blu-ray quality on hbo max i mean i just don't know i don't get it i don't here's the thing the, the first time they did this plot it made sense but then they yeah. have to do it five thousand more times in the first hour <laughs> that's like that's like a metaphor for this entire ghibli journey <laughs> but uh yeah no uh It's so odd to, like, I like the message, you know. Mm -hmm. I love Fern Gully, okay? Forests are cool, I get Mm -hmm. it. Um, To frame it in this way, where there are no stakes to anything, (laughs) is insane in this two-hour movie. Yeah. There's one conflict within the raccoons. And then it's settled in a minute because they all get hungry. And the lady says, we know we can't fight. We're hungry. And that's the it's two hours car. There's nothing else in it. That's what happens in this yeah. movie. Ooh, so questionable. And like there's cool little things like I do like the idea of them like looking like raccoons. But when people look away, they can walk. And I like the idea of them transforming. And I like <laughs> I like even how they introduce the conflict where like. 
after the first time they sabotage it or something, they're like, oh, people need to live here, so we still need to build something. Like, some of that's interesting and cool, and I don't know how it manages to crush itself. Like, it, yeah. it just... I don't know. It's because, A, I hate the way everyone is designed in this movie. I don't want to look at these freaking ugly little raccoon people and their <laughs> stupid faces, and they're always changing. They turn into, like, crazy silhouette cartoon people all of a sudden, and then they're back. And they're also, yeah. like, little realistic raccoon dogs. But then they, like, turn into, mm-hmm. like, the anime version of that. And I hate all of that crap. Uh, and all the, like, weird sexual stuff where it's, like, and then mating season began. But oh, yeah, that's awful. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, boob raccoons walking around. And it's, like, yeah. huh. Is, there's either the hugest ever cultural divide going on here. Where it's just like Japan thinks raccoons with boobs are hilarious and it's just it doesn't translate <laughs> or this movie's terrible. And I don't know which one it is. Car. Yeah, I don't know either. That said, car. Mm-hmm. There are a couple sequences <laughs> I really, really like. Um, did you get to the no face sequence? Yes. Yeah. 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 I love that. that. Cool. I love yes. that. That's very fun. Yeah. Um, and then there's kind of this showpiece scene. Um, where they do this parade. Did you get to that? I don't think so. Okay, that's like just over halfway, I think. Um, goes on for way too long, but it's a really cool sequence where it's just like they do their like big, their big moment, and then they're they're just like all these different um like folklore entities are kind of descending hmm. on this town. It's really cool, but. The idea that they can just transform into anything at any time. And beyond that, it's just like, it's not even that. It's just like, we can make anything look like anything. It's, yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun thing to think about. But you can't use that as the basis of a movie because how are you supposed to connect with anything when everybody's constantly changing shape and size? Yeah. And like, I like... If there was any concrete problem in this movie, they could just solve it immediately because they could just turn into like a tank or something. Like it doesn't no, yeah. that the conflict is man versus nature is the only way you can wring anything out of this because that's not a problem you can solve just by transforming into, you know, a bunch of food or something. Like it's just right. It, it I am so like Fern Gully is a better movie somehow than this and gets the same point across <laughs> or something. Like I just, I'm flabbergasted. Uh, I think I like this more than like Pocoroso just because I think it's heart is in the right place. Like it's telling a, a it has a moral to it that I think is not uh complex or interesting, but I think it's valuable and I didn't get that out of Pocoroso. Sure. But that's all I got out of it. Yeah. Pocoroso feels like more of a movie at least. Yeah. I don't know. It has, things it has characters and stuff. it has a narrative yeah, yeah. there's um, movies that are episodic that i do, i like right you know that's not an inherently flawed structure for a film i don't think it just feels like like it's something to have it be episodic and within each episode you're like there's an arc and this is yeah. just so Nothing, nothing, nothing. But, like, stuff is happening. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, like, yeah. I don't care. I didn't care yeah, at exactly. all. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. They needed a raccoon to frame yes. this around. And they yeah. kind of have that, but he's not interesting or a good character 
and they don't focus right. on him that much. So he's just like, oh, he showed up again. And I, I can't believe that this is only yesterday, guy. That is I so know. crazy. He did one more car, and it's pretty good. So okay, but that's okay, way cool. down the road. Okay, I didn't. I didn't realize he had passed away. I think it was a couple years ago. Oh no, I didn't know that either. Yeah, he's been around forever. He was. I was looking hmm. through his letterbox when he was doing TV shows in the seventies and crap. So, uh, oh really? Yeah, we're we're kind of coming in at the tail end of his career, which is interesting. Hmm. But, um. Crap, I don't know. Did you have any other thoughts? No, not okay. at all. Uh, do you know which one's coming up? I forgot to look. No, Is it the I Wind can look Rises? So quick. Or not The Wind Rises. As uh, you... There's like two that sound exactly the same. Mm. I should just have this bookmarked now. I the cat came it back. Like every two seconds. <laughs> what? The cat came back. The cat returns. Is that? The cat is mm. here. Whisper of the Heart? <laughs> sure. That's the uh, first in the two-part series, followed by The Cat Returns. Is that the name of a Ghibli movie car? Uh, the Cat? The Cat Returns, yes. Yes, that's the sequel to Wild at Heart, or whatever you just said. Oh, Wild at Heart. Whisper of the Heart. Whisper of the Heart. I can't wait, car. It almost certainly has to be better than this one. We're, I'm looking at what we have left, and I think we're we're at least getting to the point where I've heard of most of these. Yeah. And I have some way to, like, frame them in my mind beyond, like, oh, here's one with raccoons. Here's one with right. pig. Like, right. <laughs> one with pig. Well, I had always heard this one. Like, everybody's just always like, it's so crazy that they have testicles. But I don't. That's not even in this movie that much. Like. I, I assume people yeah. are just watching like clips on YouTube or something. I don't I, I have <laughs> such a hard time sometimes picturing people living theoretically more interesting lives than my own sitting down for two hours and watching, you know, Raccoon Follies, the movie. And like <laughs> it just doesn't it's hard to picture that in my brain. But Yeah, I this being two hours is a travesty. That yeah. is insane. It yeah. should be illegal. It's crazy. Yes. Would you believe yeah. me if I told you it doesn't end very well either? Oh, uh, do they all die? They dance. No, it's actually kind of interesting. They uh, spoilers for Pompoco. They uh, there's this fox, a shape shifting fox, and he okay. invites the one of the main raccoon dudes to his nightclub, and he's like, "No, don't worry, dude. These are there's all these like." ladies and he's like don't worry we're all foxes. are you making this up no this is completely real and okay. uh he's like this is never gonna work what you gotta do is you just gotta become human you gotta incorporate yourself into human society yeah sure um and there's like this whole kind of like weird schism there because not all the raccoons can transform. So he's like, what of the what of the raccoons that don't transform? And he's like, they will have to die. So what happens is they all get on a boat, oh, no. all the raccoons that can't transform, and they go off to heaven. And there's like this five minute scene where they're all just like partying on this boat as they go off to die. And then uh, hmm. the end of the movie is like this montage of like. I'm a raccoon, but I'm a businessman <laughs> going to work. And then they dance at the end. Hmm. Let's never talk about this movie again, Car. <laughs> Singing yeah, in the rain. Fun. Yeah, this is much better. Dignity. Always dignity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I like this movie a lot. Yeah, it was great. It was okay. excellent. Okay. Okay. I can't stand them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you didn't, you hadn't seen this movie, Car. No, I hadn't. And okay. I really thought it was going to be, I need to get over this like little break in my brain that like anything <laughs> old is going to be boring and hard to watch, even yeah. if it's good. Yeah. This is not boring or hard to watch at all. No, it's like a, it's, it feels very modern. It's like a, uh, takedown or not a takedown, but like this kind of satire of, you know, 30 year old film at that point. So. Well, and it's just exciting and beautifully made and the performances yeah. are truly incredible. Yeah. 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 You want to feel bad about yourself. Watch extremely attractive, talented people be amazing for two hours and be like, oh, <sighs> Amazing at everything. Like, truly, (laughs) I know that's, like, such a cornball thing to say about, like, performers of this era, but it's just, like, incredible that any one person can do all of this this well. Yes. On film. Uh, Yeah. No, I, uh, this was a major stepping stone in me coming around on musicals because I was like, I don't like musicals. I have a teenager and, you know masculinity or something i don't know what my problem was but uh, something uh this kind of opened the door because i love this movie and i think it's really charming and funny and uh just extremely pleasant to watch did you watch this i have a like vague memory of i don't know maybe you're in high school or something and you were gonna watch like the top 100 whatever that sounds like something i would do yes I think this was like number one or something. And that is that the first time you watched it? Am I getting this right? Mm, no, I watched it in college the first time. Oh, OK. OK. Mm. You're thinking of the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> which I haven't seen either. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of Don't ever plan to. But Car, what did you think of the tap dancing? Yeah, it was wonderful. I, my favorite part by far was the make him laugh. I was just yeah. like awestruck at him. I, yeah. I, I just so joyous. And like the entire time it was like my jaw was dropping it like again, his talent and like how it was just so fun to watch him. And it made me so happy. And he looked really happy when he was doing it. And I don't know. I just couldn't believe that someone or like many people all made this happen together. Agreed, Car. Speaking of which, I really like the uh, insane fever dream that happens towards the end of this movie. For, for 15 minutes, it's just a completely different movie. And it's really cool looking and crazy. And then they just like. The like serenading thing? Yeah, where it's like. Gotta dance, gotta yeah. dance, and then they do the whole where she's like got the really billowy, you know, you know what I'm talking about? White thing, the where like scarf like the, thingy. Yeah, where he's in like the dreamscape with the little spheres on the ground, casting the shadows for some reason, and then they dance. Yeah, and that was maybe my second point. favorite part. Oh, it would so just good. look so beautiful. Yeah. Oh. There's parts I don't think work super well. I'm not a big fan of the Moses had roses on his toeses. Something, something, you know? Which part is that? Moses has roses and toeses <laughs> have poses. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, but then like the, uh, 
the title sequence is just amazing. And, you know, this is like such a clarity of vision with this movie where it's like exactly you can just feel that it's exactly what they wanted it to be. And they're able to, like, tell the story they want to tell and dance the dance they want to dance. Yeah, and there's just, like, so many interesting little elements, too. Like, I like the idea that this is, like, inventing or that they were inventing lip syncing. Like, that's fun and interesting and, like, something you could only play around with in the era that this movie is set. Like, very cool. And I... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fun, I think, to see something that's already looking back on a previous time in movies when this is like also still relatively early on in the time in movies. Yeah, totally. Like, I consider this a classic movie, but this is considering those movies a classic movie. It's weird. Right. I like that a lot. Yeah. This is a very rose-tinted kind of like, you know, the studio head comes out and is like, well, guys, what are we going to do? And then they have like a little brainstorming <laughs> session. That's probably not how that happened. Yeah. One has to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It also gets away with things that I think would often not work or like it. it, I guess it didn't go in the maybe expected bad routes. Like at first I felt a little little bad for the evil lady, like when they're just introducing her as like being... Uh, too affectionate towards this guy and having a bad voice but then like she's pure evil actually (laughs) and like absolutely deserves everything coming at her and i really really like the characterization of um the main lady where like i love her first conversation with him where she's sort of putting down her affection for his or at least her like experience seeing the movies and like just giving him all this grief and then the way that like they portray their friendship as the three of them. Yeah. I and they're all just like supportive of each of each other and yeah. stuff. Like it's just like sort of good vibes of the movie the entire True. way through, which is really lovely. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that this was from this movie or yeah, that that was from this movie either, which made me Nothing good better than being in Louisiana in the morning. In the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's actually not from this movie, though, Perry. Oh, really? Which is something I learned. Uh, Almost all the songs are from previous musicals that were repurposed. What? Yes. Is this Moulin Rouge? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. I think one of the only original songs is Moses Had Toses on His Roses. Really? Which is unfortunate. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so... I just, uh, for some reason, I haven't watched more musicals of this era, but I would like to. Yeah. Because, speaking of which, Car, this is a good segue. I ordered Mm -hmm. the bandwagon on Blu-ray. Car, did you have any Blu-ray news? Blu-ray, Car? (laughs) Have you stepped into the future? Yes, I have stepped into the future of 20... 14? Is that around when Blu-rays happened? Mm, much earlier than that. 2010? Mm, there were Blu-rays in the PlayStation 3, which came out in 2006? <laughs> Jesus Christ, seriously? Is that right? We'll say that's right. That seems insane to me. I believe you, but that yeah, <laughs> yeah. that seems crazy. Well, now they're freaking Ultra HD Blu-rays with HDR technology. 
Dolby Atmos yes. makes the experience like you're actually there. Yes. Yeah, I, yes. So you very sweetly got me the before trilogy <laughs> on Blu-ray, which is like the nicest thing in the entire world. <laughs> I They do come with commentaries, which I can't even tell you. I am... I, I can't. I couldn't be more excited because, like, also part of it is that um, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy like helped to write the screenplays for all mm. of these um, with Linklater. So, and I think that's mm. like what who the commentaries are with. I just can't wait. And I saw. So I, I, I recently watched both one and two. I'm gonna watch three soon, which is like the most devastating of the three. Ooh. And I saw a gif from a moment in three last night on Twitter, and I just started crying immediately. Oh, <laughs> Both like, because the gif is so nice. And then also <laughs> just the idea of the movie is so amazing. So anyways, yeah, I got a Blu-ray player and I can't wait to use it. Are you ironing slacks in the background, Car? No. Okay. <laughs> um, is there... Have you watched any Blu-rays on your Blu-ray player besides Inception, our favorite movie of all time? <laughs> no, I just got it set up, what, yesterday? Oh, okay. Two days ago? I forget. I was gonna, no, not yet. I was going to ask if there was any discernible difference. I'm going to guess there probably won't be. I'm sure it'll just look like you're watching a movie on Netflix, probably. I think there will be discernible dis- difference because I would say at least once every time I'm watching a movie, it's like it buffers yeah. Uh, in a noticeable way or like gets pixelated for 10 seconds and then sure. gets unpixelated. No, this so will that'll be, be nice. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> I also like it's so much nostalgia, but like the menus and stuff are very sure. nice to see. And like a little Shrek, happy. like a hidden Shrek. Hit Shreks. Yeah. The door of his shack <laughs> and you'll get to see bloopers, <laughs> animation bloopers from Shrek. <laughs> called in the inception menu oh my god it was pretty good it was very stupid it was like mind dungeon Mm. oh my god wait i have to find it really quick do you remember it was like the chamber of secrets dvd had like this whole game (laughs) you could play where it was like this yes 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 yeah 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 what were we doing what i loved it i like i'm Do you, I don't want this to be like one of those, like, I think it's really easy to sort of see yourself as a special person in some way, but like, it feels like we spent, I I won't speak for you, I've spent a lot of time in DVD menus growing up. Like, if there was a movie I liked, I would watch every single special feature about it several times. I want that bumper sticker. I spent a lot of time in DVD (laughs) menus. Um, it is pretty crazy that like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the first DVD came out and it's like, Hey guys, we have the capability of putting a menu on your DVD. And then they're like, yeah. Oh cool. And then they never did anything with it except for like kids movies. Cause they're like, kids are going to want to see it. But otherwise it's just like a looping five second montage from the film. And it just has like play audio setup. And it's like, Oh great. Chapters. Chapters was crazy, dude. Chapters is crazy. I want to watch chapter deleted 14. scenes. Oh my god! But deleted scenes is like in extras or something. I was like, oh. yeah. I think commentaries are like the one thing that still has value um, consistently. But like, what? This is me. This is a very personal 
thing, but like I'm never gonna sit down and watch a movie. Like if I want, it's a it's a different kind of enjoyment that I just feel is completely different than sitting down to watch a movie, which is fine. But like it's an it's as long as a movie also, so it's kind of hard to like picture when I would ever watch that. You know? Yeah, I mean, I love. I've spent so many hours of my life listening to interviews with people talking about movies. This I know. That, like, the idea of that, combining that with actually watching the movie at the same time is, like, the best thing that anyone could ever do for me. Well, you just like Linklater. Um, I do like Linklater. The name of the Inception thing is Extraction oh, yeah, yeah. Mode. <laughs> That's which really is pretty nice. awesome. Oh, there's a BB Live button so you can get new movie trailers, possibly. Do you think that's still running? (laughs) They're still downloading new movie trailers. Yeah. That sounds great. So, okay, you didn't watch any Blu-rays, but what did you watch, Car? I watched so much stuff, man. I know. How are we going to do this? We're already an hour into this podcast, Car. I know. Okay. Um, Let me see here. I haven't even talked about Looney Tunes back in action yet. (laughs) Why did you watch it? Oh, because uh, I had heard. <laughs> well, Space Jam. Should I just do my yeah, little spiel? I kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll get me out of the way, and then you can actually talk about movies. Um, <laughs> okay, Joe Dante made Gremlins two. Gremlins two is an amazing film. Okay, mm. are you with me so far? Totally. Gremlins 2 has some of the same energy as Moulin Rouge. Okay. Frantic? Very frantic. Lots of references, just lots of visual nonsense happening. Joe Dante directed Looney Tunes back in action starring Brendan Fraser. Um, Bad. But. Okay. But there's some really interesting stuff going on in this movie. Well, tell me. Well, it's Brendan Fraser playing Mm -hmm. a security guard who wants to be a stunt double, right? Okay. Very explicit and strange references to the mummy and how he (laughs) hates Brendan Fraser, but he played Brendan Fraser's stunt double. This is Brendan Fraser. At the end of the movie, yeah. main character Brendan Fraser meets Brendan Fraser. Nice. And Brendan Fraser has like a fur coat and like stupid sunglasses and an yes. entourage. And then stunt double main character Brendan Fraser punches Brendan Fraser. It's a lot of like really weird stuff like that that I was really into. But yeah, that sounds very fun. Yes, but it's like Steve Martin is the villain and it's just the most embarrassing performance. Um, I don't know. I got nothing else, Car. It was, it was not a good movie, but it, it had some of that Joe Dante-ness to it. Also, um, Michael Jordan from Space Jam makes an appearance, which was really weird. What do you mean from Space Jam? Um... It's in the context of this kind of being like a spy thriller type thing. Okay. So the bad guy is like, I'm not who you thought I was. And he like unzips his body, you know, and he's like a different character. <laughs> and then they're like, wait a minute. 
that's not you. And then he unzips again, and it's Michael Jordan from Space Jam. And I'm like, wrong movie. And then he unzips one more time, and then it's like the guy again. So it's it's just weird stuff like that car. We love Joe Dante. Was was this like the last version of this until the Space Jam? Do you know what I'm asking? (laughs) No, Ready Player One uh, came out. Oh, sure. (laughs) This feels very Ready Player One, this movie, but that's fine. Really? Yeah. Well, just like references to, you know, your childhood, but it's all Looney Tunes stuff. Hmm. Um, Oh, okay. One more, one more, one more crazy thing that happens. Okay. It's like a restaurant scene towards the beginning of the film. And it's like, they're doing like fun psychics, like, oh, cartoons, you know, because they're in like the real world. Blah, 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 blah. Cut to a table with Scooby-Doo, Shaggy and Matthew Lillard. And Shaggy, voiced by Casey Kasem, is arguing with Matthew Lillard <laughs> that he didn't do a good job in the movie. And if he doesn't do better in the sequel, they're going to replace him with Shaggy, the cartoon character. That sounds really fun. It is fun. But these are, I yeah. am cherry picking the very best of this movie. The rest is awful. But. Can, can you give me an example of the awful? Um, Just like Daffy Duck being extremely annoying for, you know. Two hours. Okay, sure. uh, Heather Locklear's in this in a really strange role, which was crazy. Uh, Who's she again? I looked this up because I really don't know Heather Locklear that much, but she just seemed like a name that wouldn't be in this movie and is only in okay. it for about 10 minutes. But, um, oh, I know who. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I don't recommend this movie at all. I'll never watch it, but it is cute. There's probably like a <laughs> montage on YouTube you could watch if you wanted. Of fun moments. I'm positive there is for the exact moments that you just mentioned. Yep, yep probably. Yeah. Breaking the fourth wall yeah. compilation. Um, Car, what have you yeah. watched that are actual movies? Please. Hmm. Wait, I have to grab a Kleenex really quick. Oh my god. I'll be back in like two seconds. Okay, I can talk about whatever I want. Um, how about them Mets? No. Um. I, oh. Okay, I'm back. Okay, great. We had a really great conversation while you were gone. What, uh, what movies about? have you seen, Car? <laughs> okay. Um, I watched. Okay, I'll do Jesse James really quick. So, Jesse James, I've had billed to me as That's like an underappreciated. Please, please, you have to ass- say the full assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Did I get Thank it? Thank you. Um, I've had it billed to me as like an unappreciated, underappreciated gem. A hidden gem. That like the Roger deserved Deacon's so much more or whatever when it came out. Sure. Um, it's super long. It's like two hours and 40 minutes long. I should preface <laughs> all of this with I took some time off. So I was committed to watching a lot of movies that I've been meaning to watch for a long time, especially movies that are like long or whatever. Um, <laughs> the not fun movies, you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Important <laughs> films. Yeah. Right. Something I have to like really get myself amped up to watch. Um, I thought it was super boring. Um, uh, okay. I think it was good. Yeah. But truly like, good like yeah, not even because like there's other versions of good boring that I can think of. Like, please, this might be a controversial opinion. And I'm probably thinking of this because there are some similarities here. But like no country for old men is boring to me for a lot of it. Okay. Um but in a way that's nice and I like. Okay. Um, this was boring. 
I was expecting, so it's like two hours and 40 minutes or something crazy. And I thought it was going to be like that because it's such an epic tale of Jesse James's life. It feels like it's that long because it's just like scene after scene of Casey Affleck, like looking longingly at Brad Pitt. And okay. it's just like, I don't. We need to put huh. on the table that you have this weird aversion to Casey Affleck, one of the greatest actors of our generation, <laughs> Card. Yeah. I feel like you forget every time we talk about Casey Affleck that Casey Affleck is a certified very bad person. Okay, but he was um, in Manchester by the Sea, which yeah. we love. Continue. No. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think Brad Pitt and Casey Affleck are both good in it. I think Brad Pitt is sometimes very good. Like, he... Jesse James, I guess, as a person, certainly as the character in this movie seems very interesting and like there's a couple moments where you get to see like how much of a weirdo he is and like maybe how many issues he has and stuff um so there's a couple of those just like oh my god this is an incredible scene sort of moments but truly felt like they could have trimmed off a good hour um Mm. and then it also looks really beautiful because this is a rodgy deeks we love Um, bobby deeks dude yeah, there's one incredible... That's the other thing. You really only get, like, one sort of heist sequence, which feels like mm-hmm. a loss for a movie about Jesse James. Um, but the heist sequence is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in a movie. It is just, like, jaw-droppingly well-crafted, amazing mm-hmm. to look at. Okay. And there's like pulled from some some interview that that was the highlight of Roger Deakins um, wow. career was doing that. According it to was him, like his favorite saying, moment. Okay. According to him. Yep. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's like the thing of I was telling our dad who I think the subject matter might be more interesting to that. He might really like it. But I it was like I really had to push to finish it sort of thing. He would be asleep within. 10 minutes, you know. But he might watch it like 15 times also. You know what I mean? Sure. (laughs) You'd see the beginning 10 minutes a lot. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So that was number one. I'm still glad I saw it just so now I know. Um, But I don't know. I don't really get the the hype as much, I guess. Um, Then I watched Three Women, which was a... uh, For a different reason, I was digging through a million movies this weekend. Basically, I was trying to buy a DVD for, or a Blu-ray for a friend. Um, And I was, like, looking through all these letterbox lists, like, trying to track something down, and I ended up on all of these lists that were, like, um... I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, very stupid named ones that were, like, um movies like don't think just just absorb or you know what i mean like basically movies that are like yeah movies that are like narratively strange um but like experiences i guess and three women i had never heard of before i realized that i um had never seen an altman movie which felt like a sort of gap in the we were going to in my yeah, we were going to, which also watching this made me think that we need to like figure out a way to make that happen. Because Blu-rays turns out way. I really, really love this movie. Yeah, that's oh, nice. right. Um, yeah, this was incredible. I can't believe I haven't heard of it. It's Shelley Duvall, Sissy Spacek, um, Janice Rule, who I'm not as uh, familiar <laughs> with. But it was just, like, it's this weird, it's such a 
a weird <laughs> feeling watching this movie. Okay. Like it's sort of a very familiar structure where there's like some single white female stuff going on. <laughs> um, they use Sissy Spacek, I think, in a really good way where it sort of reflects. She's another like social outcast in a way that very much reminds me of who she is in Carrie, obviously. Um, but then like the entire thing is these three women are sort of like constantly changing in just like how they behave and their relationships to each other. And there's all of these like weird sort of Greek mythology feeling mm. undertones to it. Mm. And really cool uh, dream sequences in a way that I've like never seen done before. I don't know. It was like, it's such an experience. It blew me away. I was like so glued in the entire time. Um, and it feels like it's sort of like, I don't know. I just can't believe I didn't know about this movie. Um, I don't really want to say too much about it because I don't want to give anything away, but like, I hugely, hugely recommend it's beautiful to look at. All of the acting is amazing. That's the other thing. It's like, I've only seen, uh, Shelley Duvall in The Shining, I think. Yeah. And she gets to be way more of like a person in this one. Um, like, I think she's amazing in The Shining, but... Yes. I I don't think you get to like know her at all. Um, yeah. And you really get to know her here, and that's really really nice. Is what's that guy's name? Is this the what Alex Ross Perry has been ripping off his entire career? Is that his name? Is it the vibe? Uh, oh, are you just saying that because of, I guess like the description I just gave? It is. <laughs> there is some. Um, what's the one that you really hated? Queen of Earth. Yeah. There's a little bit of that, but this is way more like that's quite a cutting movie. I think this yeah. is not at all. This okay. is like very I'm trying to think of there are other movies that like give this it's like very dreamy. The entire yeah. thing is very dreamlike. Um, what what's the and, one? There's a movie <laughs> I would get this and that mixed up with where it's like two women and they start to inhabit each other's roles. Persona? Persona, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people have said, like, Persona must have been a huge inspiration for this one. They're similar in a lot of ways, I would say. This one, I would say, was much easier for me to watch than Persona. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it was really great. And I super, super uh, recommend it. Recommend. Yep. Recommend it. Um, sexy beast. Holy cow. Okay. So this is the remaining Jonathan Glazer that I haven't seen. Of course. Under the Skin and Birth Fame. And Uh, Tucker, you need to get your tush over and watch this movie. (laughs) I, I, I am going to say extremely little about it because I could be wrong. I think you would really, really, really. That's a dangerous road to walk, car. I know, I know, I know. So I'm trying to like hold it in. Sure. Um, I'll say I really, really like this movie. <laughs> okay. I am so shocked at how different this movie Under the Skin and Birth are from each other. Like it, it's such a small filmography, first of all, for like someone who's made quite, I guess, like at least Notable. critically successful movies, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this one's like... Uh, guy a mobster who's retired to uh 
Spain is like sort of being brought in by Ben Kingsley for one last heist sort of deal. Um, uh, But it is so it's extremely fun, like such fun vibes. (laughs) And I realize like there's something (laughs) but like super dangerous too. Ben Kingsley is terrifying in it. And I think it might be like the only Ben Kingsley performance I've seen that I've actually enjoyed. Um, That isn't just like Right? Like, I can't truly think of any that are uh, truly fun to watch and not Prince just, like, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, And I think there's a lot of value added, at least to me, when you're, like, in Europe during the summer. Like, uh, this That's... reminded me a lot of A Bigger Splash, okay. which is a similar, like, you're just in Europe when it's nice out um, and tensions are running high. <laughs> That's isn't that the before trilogy? Isn't that what exactly what yes. you're saying? Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cool. And call me by your name and various sure, other sure, sure. like a lot. Oh, and um gosh, what's it called? Um, the Italian job. Nope, but I do love the Italian job. <laughs> unfortunately. Oh uh, no, talented Mr. Ripley is like a similar uh, sure. feeling as well. Okay. Um yeah, I just like in such cool sequences, like very, very thrilling, um, amazing performances and just like makes me, I guess, excited to see whatever Jonathan Glazer does next, which I think there's some rumors going around about a next project, maybe, um, mm. which is exciting. Because hmm. we've got Birth is, OK, 2004, Sexy Beast, 2000. And Under wow. the Skin 2013. Like, what's he doing in between? Yeah, all that's what I was going to say. What do is just like, I'm brainstorming. Hmm. What if I something so. crazy happened and I caught it on film? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is, there's a couple of things that, like, very distinctly remind me of Under the Skin, though. Which is also a fun, like, narrative thread to sort of follow with his career. The motorcycle man's in it, dude? <laughs> yeah, sure. Dude. There's a baby crying on a coast. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. Um, okay, and then I watched both Solaris's. Solari. <laughs> Do you say Solaris? Yeah. Okay. I was I was what? mulling this over. Well, I think it might be Solaris, right? Oh, maybe. Hmm, but I think in my head I say Solaris, but if I were to say it, I think I would say Solaris. Hmm. Regardless, what did you think, Car? Uh, really... Okay, so the first one... Um, they just feel completely different from each other. Like, I okay. don't think there's a ton of value to comparing them. Um, the first one is, like, so much just about, like, how humans experience life. And it doesn't... Like, it is focused on this general story of this psychologist is... Um, sent out to space to rescue these uh, scientists who are like, I think uh, at least one has killed himself. Um, And they can't quite figure out why. And he's supposed to sort of go and bring them home. Um, And he, I guess, like very quickly figures out why uh, people are (laughs) depressed and killing themselves. Um, Okay. And so, and like the original really feels focused on just larger themes of like the human condition and stuff and has, 
this was one of those where like it unlocked a lot of other movies for me. Like High Life feels so directly Mm. related to this movie, just in the way that it like portrays a, a different feeling in space. I also love like they're going to this ship that is super well designed. There's a lot of comparisons also to 2001. Sure. Um, which I think actually came out before this, maybe. Um, but where 2001, for the most part, is like this really manicured ship. This one is interesting because this guy is arriving on what was a really beautiful manicured ship that is now in like a state of disarray. And it's just sure. like people not cleaning up after themselves and stuff. And yep. it's like a really weird feeling for this type of movie to take place in that environment. Um and then there's just like a, a few sequences that just feel electric and like were so gripping. And I think the arc of the movie overall is so interesting. And I don't know, you can see why this is like, I guess, in the Hall of Fame. It also like you can totally tell that this is stalker dude. <laughs> like yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense also. Um and then the Steven Soderbergh one, completely different vibes. Okay. Um, it's a heist Probably movie. wouldn't... Yeah. I would say I probably wouldn't be able to guess that it was a Steven Soderbergh movie if you didn't tell me. Mm, okay. Very... There's not a lot of fun in it at all. Um, okay. Which it feels like he finds a way to get into most of his movies, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and this one is way more about just like George Clooney similarly plays this psychologist who's going to the ship again to stop people from killing themselves and bring them home. But it's really, really focused on one relationship he has and like way more. It it replicates a relationship in the original, but pays way more attention to the other person and like digs into their backstory more and understands it from their perspective which I think adds a lot of value to the story, but then makes it just about like two people's relationship at the end of the day. Um, so it was really fun to watch them back to back. And like they did sort of, he cre- recreated some scenes that I think were iconic and cool to see um, from his vision. Um, but I like, I think they're both great. I don't think the Steven Soderbergh one is obviously as good as the original one. Okay. Um, yeah. Is the original in Russian? Yes. Okay. Okay. Is yeah. the George Clooney one in Russian? Yes. <laughs> you liar. That would be awesome. <laughs> it would be awesome. Um, was, it, was it weird to watch them back to back and be like, yep. I took like a two-hour break or so. Okay, know. well, <laughs> you ate some sorbet and you kind of went for. A it smoke. was really fun because then I could really identify all of the differences, which I think was really fun. Um, and it, it was like just so immediately clear how they were going to go about things differently. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do them in reverse order. Like, that feels like that would be a huge mistake. I I feel like that's how most people probably, if they did, probably experience it, though, right? Where it's like, oh, George Clooney, I'll watch that movie. And then, oh, there's another version of this film? Hmm. Yeah. Like, whereas it it was a fun thought exercise to be watching 
the soda one and be like, yeah. oh, this is similar or dissimilar to blank. <laughs> but if I was doing like I was watching the Tarkovsky one and it was like, this is different than how George was. <laughs> what if George like Clooney was in the scene? What would he do? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also, OK, one other thing about the older one. I really don't like the beginning sequence in Stalker, or at least I don't remember liking it. I thought it was super boring. There's a similar beginning sequence in this one that I love, love, loved. That was mm. like maybe my favorite part of the movie where it's like totally separate from the setting of the rest of the movie. Um, but it, it's just like it sets the movie up so beautifully and it's also wonderful to look at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. You've seen 2001, hmm. right? Okay. Not as good you're feeling. You're feeling you're more of a Tarkovsky kind of person, I can tell. <laughs> I honestly like so a bunch of people talk about the relationship between them. I wish I just knew the years that they came out, but yeah. being like that he would have been very inspired by 2001, but he claims he didn't see it until after mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm, I think he mm-hmm. says he doesn't like it very much, mm-hmm. which feels so like good. <laughs> Cool, you guys. You're all awesome. I I love both of them a lot. I like both of these movies very much. I like there's some there's a similarity in the way that like they're both able to portray uh future space travel in cool ways. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't know that there's that much of a similarity between them, I guess. Sure. Slow space movies that people like because Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. Hmm. And I do then, love George Clooney. Yes, go on. Yeah, he was very good in it. Okay. Uh, and then that led me to watch Michael Clayton, which was really Of really course. Good. <laughs> yeah. Car, I was starting to get uh, worried because it was just like every time I went on Lightbox, it was like another George Clooney movie. And I was like, Carly's in a bad way. <laughs> Somebody go check that This out. one was the first non deliberate one of the weekend. Yeah. You just I watched Hilarious and I was like, George Clooney's great. I got to keep this going. Okay. Um, and Michael Clayton was amazing. I loved it okay. so much. It was so fun. Is this um, a Sodi? No, it totally okay. feels like it could be. Okay. It's sort of like the informant. It's another like, but it's I guess like probably less fun for the most part. Yeah. Um, uh, Clooney works at a law firm and he's working with another law firm that is maybe doing some bad stuff, <gasps> and he get. Get some mixed up into some trouble. <laughs> some gray area, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was just like so thrilling and so fun. And I was on the edge of my seat for so much of it. Um, and Tilda Swinton is so, so, so good in it. Always. I don't know if she won anything for this, but she absolutely should have. She like plays the big boss evil lawyer person. Okay. And doesn't, I feel like she plays that a lot, like the corporate um, cut off emotionally person. Yeah. But I think both, I think the writing gives her way more room to like try, not even be a human, but like you just see more of her day than the moments when she's like walking into the boardroom and saying mean stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think it's a way more interesting way to experience her character. Like, you see a lot of shots of her practicing all of the speeches that she has to give. Um, which I think is really cool and interesting. Um, 
Yeah, and then Clooney's just like amazing. I don't know. He's so fun. Carly. <laughs> yeah. You're a Clooney head. What would you say is his <laughs> best performance? <laughs> I don't know that you Clooney <laughs> Why am I a Clooney head? Because you love George Clooney. What do you think George Clooney's best performance is? Okay. Um, let me see really quick. Oh, you're cheating. So, oh, I think he's really good in Burn After Reading. Mm, I just seen. love that movie a lot. Haven't seen. Haven't seen. This is probably up there. Yeah. He's great in Out of Sight. Out of Sight. The Oceans movies. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm giving the same answers that like anyone would give. Well, that's fair. You're not Gravity starring Sandra Bullock, dude? It is funny when he gets shot. Oh, into space. I have not seen Gravity, and you just ruined oh, the experience. Next, you're going to tell sorry. me that she survives. I'm about to walk <laughs> out of this podcast. God. Do you have a favorite Clooney? Gravity. Okay. Swept the Oscars that year, as we all remember. Yeah. As we are all reminded every year when Kathy does her Oscar ballots. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he's just a very fun movie star, and I like seeing him in movies. I'm seeing that he's in Spy Kids, which I don't remember at all. He is the director. He's like their uh, handler. He's like, well, Spy Kids, oh. it's time to go back out there and fight Floop's Flooglies one more time. <laughs> Floop is a bad man. Help us Floop save us. Floop is a bad man. Help us save us. Floop is a bad man. Help us. Car, we should watch is Spy Kids. Is it Madman or Badman? Madman. He's not oh, a bad man. Shoot. He's a madman. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> and then I watched Project X is the last one. Yeah, this one you kind of lost me on. Uh, not a good I poster. I lost myself a little bit. <laughs> okay, sure. Hit me. What's the name of the um, movie? Project X. Great title. Okay, let's jump in. Car Project X. This is like if Blair Witch was a high school party movie. Okay, I bye. Think. I'm leaving now, so. and you can do the rest of the podcast on your own. So Should I, I lock think, the door? Yeah. <laughs> I think they tried to get away with some of the same marketing of like, is this real? Is this real? Oh my god, this sounds <laughs> awful, Car. What are you doing? <laughs> But okay, so this came out like 2012. Yeah. And I remember that like I missed like two different sleepovers where my friends watched this and I was always sort of pissed off that I didn't get to watch it with them because this seems like a movie you want to watch with other people, which zoomed to like whatever, how many other other Jesus, how many years later and I watched it by myself as a 26 year old woman. Which is so cool. In a dark room, petting your cat. <laughs> In a very dark room. Okay. Um, honestly, I was going to watch Minari, and then I was very anxious about work the next day, so I couldn't handle it, and I had to watch something stupid. Um, but the idea is... <laughs> it's like the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> yeah. The idea is it's like this guy is turning 18, he's not very cool, and his friends throw him a birthday party um, and they hire a guy to film the entire thing and it what? spins out of control obviously um what and honestly a whole heck of a lot of this movie is super super fun and i enjoyed it in the most like base level part of my brain sort of way 
Okay. Um, it also just, I think, maybe want to be around other people in a way that hasn't been possible for a year. Um, there's a lot of stupid stuff and like offensive stuff because this is a movie about teenage boys that was made before like 2019. Um, and there's like you're seeing a lot of who are supposed to be high school age girls doing things and not wearing a ton of clothes and stuff and that doesn't feel great Um, and then at the end can I just tell you what happens of course (laughs) okay so um, at the very beginning, they steal a garden gnome from their weed dealer, and the weed dealer is sort of just like a strange, weird guy Connor, wearing a bathrobe. Yeah, you're making this description up to make me hate this no, fake no, no. movie you made up. Okay, <laughs> no, it's gonna keep getting worse too. Okay, so okay, um, they steal it, and the weed dealer sort of chases them at the beginning, but they lose him. He doesn't come back for a long time. Wait, We're getting point to of the order, point. Please. Mm-hmm. Is this yeah. being filmed by the guy they hired to film the party? Yeah. They hired him to film them stealing a lawn gnome? Well, they they hired him to film the entire process, including the prep. And they, before the party, go to get weed. Okay, continue. <laughs> Gosh, there's so much weird stuff about this movie. Um, so Miles Teller, plain Miles Teller, shows up at the party. Okay. And... Which is honestly pretty fun. And I like Miles Teller. I know he's kind of a jerk, but I, I really enjoy him in movies. Um, and he, at one point, smashes the garden gnome with a baseball bat. And there's ecstasy in it. And they all take ecstasy. Anyways, we get to the oh. end of the movie. The party is... What? Hmm? No, no, yeah. I'm, 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 okay. You're painting me a mind picture. And I'm just absorbing <laughs> the canvas. I'm staring at all the detail. <laughs> So at the end of the party, things have truly spun out of control. There's like theoretically thousands of people at this party circulating in and out. They're like flooding the streets and stuff. And then things start. Okay. Yeah. And things are starting. Things start starting on fire, Um, like big things like trees and stuff. And it turns out that the weed dealers come back for his garden gnome with not like a normal size flamethrower, but like a, I don't know. Like if like you were going to burn II. down a forest, sure. yeah, okay. um, level flamethrower, and is like burning down the neighborhood. Um, and it's not like this part isn't. It's really shot like a disaster movie sort of thing. Okay. Um, which I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, so basically they just burn everything down. Um, and then maybe the worst part is, like, the end... It feels like they're really trying to get at some of the super bad vibes with the idea of, like, this crazy party that just, like, goes in all these weird directions. But instead of making it about, like, these... Th- in this case, three best friends will, like, be friends forever. They'll miss each other at college and all of the sort of nice stuff and. Super bad. The moral of the movie is throwing parties is cool because strangers will think you're cool. Yeah. And your dad will think you're cool because you threw a party. Yeah. Have you seen Ferris Bueller, dude? (laughs) There's the. It's not even that there's like a bad moral compass. There's just no moral compass in this movie that I think is trying to be like in some way sentimental, but it's not. 
That leads into my uh, question here, Karen. Mm-hmm. I feel like this entire thing hinges on what okay. plays over the end credits. Oh, shoot. I don't know. It's not Time of Your Life, shoot, shoot, Good shoot. Riddance by Green Day? No, 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 no. It's probably like something kind of funny. Honestly, and I hate to say it, not a bad soundtrack. <laughs> Some of it's kind of bad, but they at one point, like pretty early on in the party, I think they play um, My Girls, which was fun to hear and like brought back the memories of, I guess, like when this movie came out. Sure. Um, and there's like a couple other good song cues that I enjoyed. Okay, I really feel like you need... Well, what is the... I'm really just interested in these end credits. What is the tenor of the end credits? Is it like photo slideshow? Like, remember this fun party we had? Or is it like a serious I think movie? I might have like turned it off right when it... No! Uh, I'm Googling Project X end credit song, though. When I paid you $17.50 um, to watch this movie for coverage on this podcast, I expected you to watch the entire thing. Yeah... <laughs> you didn't finish Pompoco. You didn't finish Project X. Yeah. Um. Shoot. I wish I could find out. Okay. Hard time. No dead air car. No dead air. Oh, uh, it's okay. I. I would. No. 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 Guess what it is. Okay. Um. How can I give you a hint? This is shoot. Is. I don't know. Is it Macklemore? No. Is it? It's I love more college? so along the Animal Collective. Uh, vibe. Oh, dude. Collective. But it is keys? very of this era. No. Mm-hmm. Is it MIA, you know, I don't know how to points? give you a hint. No, it's way more low key, like bring it down a lot. Who? Okay, bring paper planes down a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And again, more similar to Animal Collective, but not <sighs> Animal Collective at all. So that's Wo- not a good hint. Oh, Wolf Parade, of course. No. Tokyo Police Club? Okay, I'll give. No, I can't even. Vampire give you Weekend. Closer, sort of. Not even. Grizzly no, Bear. I don't know how to describe this band. It's a band I like. I'm just naming. And Dad likes. Buzz bands. Uh, freaking the Head and the Heart. No. Iron and Wine. Like head and the Heart. No. I don't know. It's the XX intro. Oh, nice. Okay, sure. Yeah. Sure. This this sounds extremely generic and like not a movie I would want to watch. Is the Project X the uh, project, like the film project, like we're paying this guy? This is Project X. I guess my question, yeah. Car, if I may, if I uh, if I if I can dig deep a little bit here, this sounds like a rich text, Please and I just deep. want to explain this a little bit. Um, <laughs> is why why do they want to document this party? Is that like part of the plot, or is that just the uh, the kind of uh, device that like 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 a framing device you use to kind of <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? I think honestly, this was maybe coming out at around the time when, like, I mean, it's after Facebook was popularized, but like in the era of like how important it is to document parties, like it doesn't feel unnatural. They don't make a super huge point out of it. They're just like, oh, we got this kid to film the party and. That's that. In the same way they would get, like, the DJ or whatever. Neither of these things ring true to me as someone who never goes to parties. Like, what <laughs> is the is the kid they hire using a camera or is he using a phone? He's using a camera. That, that doesn't ring true to me. <laughs> no.
No, it doesn't ring true, but it doesn't ring bad. <laughs> okay. It's just like, who's using a camera? You know, like, yeah. where do you even And it's get like, one? it's, it's like very, it would be a very high quality digital camera in order to produce right. this content. Right. It's a red. Um, uh, do they, have, does it ever feel like he's in more than one place? Like, does it ever feel like a movie or is it like very like cinema verite? Like I, you're just following from his perspective the entire time. Does it cut? It feels like it cuts a lot. It okay. honestly just feels like a really long music video. Car, I still feel like half the movies you watch are just Harmony Korine movies, and I can't get over no, it. No, stop it. It really feels that way, though. Unfair. This has no artistic... Like, I, I don't like <laughs> no, Harmony Korine, but I think he's trying to be artistic in some way. Absolutely. This is... this. Maybe they were trying to, but no one would ever be able to discern that in this one. Okay, so it's like a book smart type thing. Stop it now. <laughs> it's like they saw Super Bad and they were like, let's make it more explicit and crazier I mean, and without as many feelings. I awesome. And you and this was your follow up to uh Tarkovsky and uh three women or whatever. Like, mm, Robert let me, <laughs> let me sprinkle some peanuts on my Sunday film here. Hmm. This is truly I went on HBO and I was like, there's gotta be something here. And then this came yeah. up and I was like, oh I forgot about this. And I was like, okay. I could watch Godzilla versus King Kong again. Already did it. <laughs> <sighs> Well, Kyle, there's <laughs> something so sad about watching Project X on a Sunday night. Oh, God, whatever. Here we are. You're living a different life than me. Um, yeah. Did you have any more movies you want to talk about, Car? Otherwise, I'm ready for my <laughs> segment so. I've constructed here to try Ooh, to fill in. I thought the, the wager was the segment. I'm no, excited. no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. We need our, our end of show um thing uh my fallback whenever we need to fill time with a segment is a quiz or game so carly okay, i like games are you ready to play did spielberg produce this movie mm-hmm. please close your internet browser you done i don't know anything about his producing career so okay this will make this very good um i'm gonna list off some movies i have about 12 movies here and all you have to tell me is did steven spielberg produce this movie and i will tell you can i get any indication of if like half of them are yes and half of them are no i'm not gonna tell you okay super eight yes correct (laughs) <laughs> which is like the snake eating its own tail thing, which I thought was crazy. Yeah, it's J.J. Abrams, right? Is the yeah, director doing Spielberg yeah. basically? And it's like, yeah, yeah, as endorsed by Spielberg. Yeah, <laughs> the lovely okay. bones. Oh Jesus Christ! Yes. Yep. Correct. Oh uh, God. That Eagle sucks. Eye. No. Incorrect. Are they all going to be yes? Shrek. <laughs> no. Incorrect. <laughs> they're, okay, they're all yes. <laughs> Real Steel. Oh, 
Oh, it's the one you own. <laughs> yep. Um, before I answer, can you tell me who plays the main person in Real Steel? Or at I least believe one it's person Hugh Jackman. Who pl- That's right. Okay. Yep. Correct. Either all yes, you stinker. I knew you were going to pull a dirty little trick. <laughs> Zathra. Oh, I actually like this movie. Yes. No. Incorrect. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we love John Favreau. Uh, marriage story. Is that story. John Favreau? It is. Wow. Marriage okay. story. Uh, marriage story, no. Correct. Balto. <laughs> the original Balto. <laughs> the cartoon Balto starring Phil Collins. Yes, Balto. With the cute little polar bears? With the cute little polar bears, voiced by Phil Collins. That's the movie I'm talking about. And the the broken glass that looks like the With the Northern Lights? Lights, You got it. And uh, Steel is the uh, rival dog. And stop. (laughs) Gnome, Alaska, stop. (laughs) Did Spielberg produce this? Stop. No, 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 no. He did. Incorrect. Oh. Hmm. Mouse Hunt. I was just thinking about Mouse Hunt. Okay. Were you thinking yes. about whether Spielberg produced it? What was your answer? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Incorrect. He did not produce Mouse Hunt. Ah, oh, shoot. Prisoners. Should've... No. Correct. Yeah. Alien 3. Denis does not need Spielberg. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't need Hollywood. <laughs> Alien 3 car. Oh, shoot. Who did Alien 3? Which one is that? That's, that's a David Fincher, if ever there was that's one. That's David Fincher. Okay. Um, No. Correct. <laughs> Transformers The Last Night. Night, of course, spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. Truly didn't know that was the name of a movie until <laughs> yep. It's like the fifth Transformers movie, I think. Okay. Um, no. Incorrect. Ah, shoot. Final one. The Flintstones. Okay. Which one? The one starring uh, Goodman? John Goodman and, yeah, Rose O'Donnell. <laughs> what a cursed, cursed. And what's his face? Uh, Kyle MacLachlan <laughs> is the bad guy in that movie. And Halle Berry is his assistant. I remember I saw part of this movie recently and I don't remember where. Poor tear. <laughs> um yes. Correct. Ah. So you are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven correct on that one, Car. Okay. He's produced a lot I'll of things. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't like that just means he's throwing money at a movie, right? That doesn't mean anything. I think like that's maybe I don't know. I've been trying to understand this as well. Like my impression is that's maybe like the majority of the time. And then depending on the producer, like some people will want more input. Right. He like Shrek. He really wanted that donkey scene to. (laughs) Donkey. No, do like a dance party at the end where they're all singing karaoke songs and and the dragon. That's how I assume that one. Let's check our DVD extras and see if that's how it turned out. I think Shrek was the first DVD I saw. Okay. At our neighbor's house. And I remember being like, whoa. 
This is like digital filmmaking. This is incredible. Go to chapters and go to chapter 13 where Shrek is in the wrestling ring and that song is playing. <laughs> Welcome to Which the one is playing? Such a perfect town. Face. Duloc is. Duloc is. Gary, we need to. We need to go. What? Oh, what movies are we watching? Oh Lord. Um. Okay. The wind also rises. Whisper of the mm-hmm. heart. Sorry. <laughs> What's your pick, Car? What's um, your pick? What about? Um, bu- 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 um, uh, shoot, I just had it up. Shoot, shoot, okay. shoot, cool. shoot, cool. Get your tabs open. Oh, showgirls. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about Paul Verhoeven, and I wanted to. Me do... too. I just wanted to do one, and I didn't want to do one that. I... Okay, so I think Letterboxed here. Tells me that you haven't seen RoboCop. Is that true? That's true. Yes. Weird. Okay. I still want to do Showgirls. So. Okay. I would love to do that car. Cool. Okay. Mine was uh, Haxon. Huh? H-A-X-A-N from 1922. Grave robbing, torture, possessed nuns, and a satanic Sabbath. Benjamin Christensen's legendary film uses a series of dramatic vignettes to explore the scientific (laughs) hypothesis that the witches of the Middle Ages suffered the same hysteria as turn-of-the-century psychiatric patients. But the film itself is far from serious. Oh, this already looks creepy. Sorry. It's a witch's brew of the scary, gross, and darkly humorous. Michael (laughs) has it on his watch list. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Oh, what? it's on the Criterion channel. It's on the Criterion. Beautiful. Oh. Car. Hmm. I have to tell you one more thing. Mm-hmm. There was a series that I was going to maybe float us watching, but I tried watching and I really don't like it, but I was going to maybe like see if it gets any better. It's called the story of film. An odyssey. Hmm. And that. It's a 15-hour documentary about the history of film, which to me is like manna from heaven, right? Because that's all I care about Mm -hmm. is like the history and the process. Uh, I don't actually want to watch movies. So if you have this like, you know, (laughs) an hour at a time, here's just cool movies. But it's like so weirdly constructed. And the guy, the narrator, is he sounds like such a dingbat. It just sounds like... uh, like you would go on YouTube and it would be like, here's my film essay yeah. you know, type of thing. Yeah. But it's like this 15 hour thing. I don't know. Uh, I'll maybe report back. But I was very crushed <laughs> um, <Well. laughs> by the way that played out. But uh, we can't all just sit around and watch Project X all day. You know, some of us got to expand our boundaries a little bit. This is what I'll be remembered for. 